If you've ever loved an addict, you may have reached an exhausted, painful point where you felt broken and were struggling to just keep it all together. I am Kim Moore, and this is Smiling Again, where in each episode we remind you that you are not alone. Together, one thing at a time, we will take small steps to introduce little changes into your life to help you let go, break free of guilt, and live with self-compassion so that you can feel good on the inside and start smiling again. Welcome to another episode of Smiling Again. Today I have with me a very special guest and his name is Gareth Gailey. Gareth is a running coach and he coaches recreational runners. The reason I'm so excited about this particular call is because for those of you who have been following my story on on the Blossom account, you will see that running has been a huge, huge part of my healing journey. And I hope through this conversation, Gareth, with his expertise as a coach, will be able to uncover some of the reasons why running has helped me so much. I have my ideas and I'm looking forward to chatting it through with Gareth. And so Gareth, welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, it's lovely to have you here. Gareth, would you like to, to start by just sharing a little bit about your story so people have a better understanding of who you are, how you got started coaching and why you coach? Yeah, sure. Okay. So primarily I got into coaching. I've always been a runner. Uh, I was working it out the other day. I did my first half marathon. I thought I was, I've always told people I was 14, but it turns out I was, and I run constantly throughout my life. My main career involved a lot of training and providing training. And then in later life, when we were looking, my wife and I to sort of start a family it seemed to be a good thing for me to marry the two together so I could have a business of my own that was flexible so I could include childcare in that and I could grow it and shrink it to suit me so that happened a few years back I started taking it a lot more seriously I've done running coaching but then this became as a business and then the area we're kind of talking about today the mental health aspect has always been something that's been really interesting to me I've had my own issues with my own mental I'll get back onto later but yeah it was more that I fell into it if I was being a bit perfectly honest. I was going to give a little talk on um, sports psychology. And then in my research on that, found a lot of interesting data on obviously how exercise is beneficial for mental health and well-being. And from there, a friend suggested I join the England Athletics Mental Health Ambassadors Programme, which the idea being at the time was that there'd be a register for people to find running clubs knowing that there'd be somebody there who had either experienced uh, mental health issues themselves or were, were in that kind of area in sort of terms of treatment so just knowing that you would get a sympathetic and understanding ear in what it can be quite an intimidating environment and then I thought oh my Monday nights are quite free because most of my runners were doing long stuff at the weekend so let's put a little group on and see if there's any interest I mean it was coming up to the annual kind of time to talk initiatives that England Athletics put on, we put groups on. And so I put a few feelers out and then we kind of <laughs> released the monster, really. We we, we found, we'd accidentally kind of tapped into quite a big well 
of interest. I was getting messages from people I knew already opening up about their own mental health experiences. We were offers of sponsorship. It just became very quickly, it became something a lot bigger than I'd anticipated. And I'm pretty much one of those that if something like that comes along, you just run with it. And yeah, and from there, what was going to be a running group on a quiet night has grown into a small community project. We're aiming for charity status and we've grown into other disciplines just before lockdown we had started walking football groups as well as walking and running groups so that became a team which like i say is growing into a charity i'm the uh, founder and the chairman for my sins and then from it that offers not only the opportunity for people to take part in sporting events that are free, we also have a little kind of clothing and trainer bank. So if people, basically we're trying to take away any obstacle that prevents anybody taking part, be that financial, equipment-wise, emotional, mental, we're, we're just taking away all those hurdles. Wonderful. Wonderful. Now, when I ran with you, I, I've only run with you the once. <laughs> and and I stumbled across you. It was a Sunday. Yeah. And it was probably three years ago. So it was in my early days of running. And I was looking for a way to increase the distance on my run. And you had coordinated run from one location to another. So I met you, I met up with your group at a yes, Tesco, right. not too far from my house. Mm-hmm. And then from that Tesco's, we ran to another location, which was Wivenhoe. And then we ran a bit further to do, I can't remember if it was a 10K race or a 5K race. Mm-hmm. All I remember. Oh, it was that day, was it? Yes. 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 And I remember the reason why I was plotting in my head, okay, this is a way that I can show on my Garmin <laughs> that I have run 13 miles. Yeah. <laughs> By the yeah. time I did all of that and got back home, that was going to be the longest distance I ever did. And I didn't have the confidence to do all that distance in one go, but I thought we'll have rests in between. So yeah. I can do that. I can do that with a rest. So I met some wonderful people and we set off and we did everything. And it was on the way home that I was running with you. Yeah. And that's where we met. And there are things that you said to me in that, I don't even know how far it was. It was probably about three and a half miles, three and a half miles from Wivenhoe to the Tesco. And in that period of time, in that distance, you said some things to me, and I've never shared this with you yet, Gareth, but you changed my life. (laughs) Okay. You did, because it had such a profound effect, and it's all related to mindset. Yeah. And how I held my body, which was then linked to mindset and how I was Mm -hmm. feeling about myself. So this is what I want to talk with you about today, and then we can expand on some of these things. So first thing I want to say is everybody, Gareth said something to me earlier before we started talking and he said, he's okay with putting everything out there. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's quite an open book. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. So, and I think that's why I love running is that somehow when you're running, it feels a little bit safer to put things out there. I don't know why. Well, there's a few things going on, isn't there? There's, as 
will probably like say in more detail is that the, all the lovely chemicals start to flow around so you're in a good mood there's also something about running is that you never have to look anybody in the eye because the person you're chatting away to is next to you yeah and i think that actually makes it quite easier because you can be quite close to somebody and it's quite an intimate conversation you can have but also there's this natural kind of distancing so you can be very honest and open and if you're running in a group and it gets all a bit too much you can just accelerate or slow down and lose that person for a little while so i do think it does have a, that environment does kind of encourage you to be a bit more open i mean in my case it's just i love talking so it's a different <laughs> different dynamic where well and in my case i didn't talk at all because um, <laughs> yeah you know, i i i lost my husband to alcoholism and alcoholism is an illness where people just don't talk about it they keep it no. all a secret they keep it inside yeah. because of shame and guilt and running has helped me to open up and i always say to everyone now a few years later with every word we heal and with every mm -hmm. word you speak you start to let go of all of those things that you're holding tight inside so definitely running has been a catalyst for getting that conversation started definitely yeah, yeah. so when we were running together i was struggling because I was at the biggest, longest distance that I'd ever done. I, yeah. my legs felt like jelly. <laughs> I had no confidence that I could get back. And there's a couple of things that you said to me. The first thing that you said was when I was walking, you said, walk purposely, you know, yeah. pur walk with purpose. Yep. And you know what, Gareth, I had no idea what you meant at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so so no, help people understand what what, what at the time i mean i understand now walking, walking with purpose so the yeah. idea is that there is nothing wrong with walking during your run it's like if you were to take the scenario you're in a race if you go to a water station you will stop and you'll take on water so your training to me is all about replicating what you need to be doing when you're in an event and that includes just allowing yourself moments to actually you know, take a breath. Because at the end of the day, if, if you spend 20 seconds recomposing yourself, you'll get those 20 seconds back much further down the line. All right. So walking with purpose uh, serves two purposes. There's the physical, but the mental side of it is that you're still involved in your run. It's very easy to just start stumbling and meandering your way back home. But if you walk with purpose, you're still in the you're still in the hunt you're still in the race and then it's a, and it's a lot easier step to go back into running and it keeps the mind involved because it's very easy to switch off and then you're having that battle of oh i've got to get going and you're getting going both mentally and physically where if you're walking with purpose and you're keeping that purpose then you know, like i say it's just it's just moving forward moving forward yeah Stay absolutely absolutely and when you said that to me i i really didn't quite know what you meant but now those words come up all the time for me and not just when i'm running they come up in mm -hmm. other things that you that i do because it's taught me the importance of mindset and the things that i'm thinking about and how i talk to myself so yes. when i was with you i was beating myself up as like mm -hmm. you know why can't i be like you know, Claire or whoever it was that was on the same run, that they're able to just keep going. They have this determination and st stamina. And I, I just, I just wanted to quit all the time. So yes. I was just mentally yes. beating myself up, but walk with purpose. 
I get you thinking of it differently, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing I'm always saying to people, and, and this is the thing here, is that if you're in a group, it's very easy to feed off that group in either a positive and a negative way. There's, there's, there's the spiraling effect. You can feed off the group and it will lift you, or it's very easy. And it depends on what your mindset is, really, and kind of, kind of your mood before you start is that it's very easy to start looking around and comparing. But the thing I always say is, why are you comparing yourself to somebody who is just a recreational runner? You really want to beat yourself up. Why don't you look at professionals? Because they are much, much better than you. <laughs> so you pick your target, don't you? You know what I mean? But you're, you're now thinking, yeah, but that's a ridiculous comparison because they are in a different environment. So, but why are you comparing yourself to that other person? It's, it's totally irrelevant. It's about what you're doing. And the reason I was talking to you so much is actually it disguised the fact that we're still running, we're still moving, we yeah, it eats up a bit of ground. But it it is that picture of, you know, what are you telling yourself? What what the thing I often say to people, if we're having a, a group run and it's sometimes, you know, especially when we get into the very long distances, everybody's feeling it a little bit. And it's if I feel what everybody's moaning or getting a bit negative, I'll say, right, say something positive about this run now. And usually you're met with silence, to be honest, but it stops the mindset because then what you're also saying to that person is you, you're not giving yourself the best chance here. And then I will go with something. I was, because, you know, I've been out on runs and turned around to people when we've been out in the countryside and it's like, look at that view. And you realise they're all looking at their feet. <laughs> and it's like, if you're, if you're not trying to enjoy this, you're not going to enjoy it. You know, you, you've got to take your simple pleasures yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, I must say I, I do that on every run. I take in the sounds, I take in the sights. I'm the one that always stops to take the photo because that's more important to me to take it all in and and the feeling that I get from it than it is how long I take the, to, to finish that run. Absolutely, I don't yeah. really, you know, there's times when I don't want to go fast. But so that's mm-hmm. why it's like run with purpose as well. You know, what's my yeah. outcome for this run? But most of the time it's just look at those flowers, look at that sun. <laughs> it's but beautiful. Is, my counter argument to that is that is a purpose. Yes. You know, I absolutely. always say that the, one of the phrases I use quite a lot is every run you do should have a point. And because yes. I'm a coach, people think that means some kind of performance goal or, and, and a lot of the time it does, but also those runs where you just go out and you're in a little dream state and you're admiring a sunset or you're taking a photo and you actually just relax and reconnect a little bit, that has a point because yeah. that will benefit the rest of those other runs that are a little bit harder, a little bit more structured, a little bit more serious. Yeah, absolutely. And and that is really the purpose behind most of my running is just for me to feel a bit more grounded, to reconnect with myself and to just breathe in. Absolutely. The, the, uh, That's the thing. Yeah. If you know what you want out of it before it, and it, like I say, it doesn't have to be performance. It can be a more spiritual kind of experience. Exactly. And then go looking for it. It's people who want to be brilliant runners but spend their time taking photos and doing this and then can't understand why, why they're not getting both of the best <laughs> worlds because it, it can't be done. Yeah, wonderful. So the other thing that you said to me that day, which has also stuck with me, and I think about it on every single run now, is think about how you're using your energy. Use your energy wisely. Because it was at that stage when I was running, I was really hunched over and my posture was awful. 
And I think that was the beginning of me realizing that I was really hunched and I started to straighten up and use my body differently. So do you want want to talk us through what were you trying to tell me? This is is quite interesting where it shows that, you know, like you said, setting your mindset. These both apply to the efficiency of running, but also a little bit of efficiency in life, you know. Absolutely. They do they do cross over. So from an efficiency point, you need in running, you need good posture, you need a little bit of height because you need to lift your hips so your legs can we can get all to that technical stuff. But the other side of that is is again, it's just basic body language. And sometimes when times are tough, and that's what I was saying, you, you're not going to have great amounts of energy, so you need to use it wisely and efficiently. And that's where actually the good posture and that kind of thing comes in. Mm-hmm. Because no amount of positive thinking is going to put energy you don't have back into your legs and strength yeah. you don't have. Okay, yeah. But what you do have, you can harness. And that's what I was trying to say to you there, that what we need to do is just take a few deep breaths, lift ourselves up, and it's almost a bit like, you know, you can't make it, fake it. You know, if a great example a few years back, slight tangent, the London Marathon. And you look at all these professional runners and they look as graceful as you, you can imagine. If you've ever been to London Marathon, they run past and you can't even hear their feet. It's just, yeah. it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. And I was watching it on TV and the guys finished. And there was quite a bit of a race at the end. It was quite close. And then Richard Branson tried to turn one of the runners around to face some photographers. And the guy's legs were so solid, he nearly toppled over. It was like he was on stilts. And that's quite a good lesson, because if you had watched him two minutes earlier, you would assume, as we often do, is, oh, they make it look so easy. The guy was in massive amounts of pain. What professional athletes are very good at is maintaining their structure of their run under huge amounts of duress. And that's what we're kind of trying to do on a small level with us. Is Like I say, take the energy you do have and focus it forward, you know, Mm-hmm. And it and it also with like we were saying with how we talk to ourselves, let's make that positive. It's it's a given that you're tired at this point. That was kind of what we were trying to achieve. You were trying to challenge yourself. And sometimes that's what we need to prepare for is not it's not about being massively positive about everything and, and you know going for it and saying, Yeah, and it's all bells and whistles. Sometimes you just have to part of your preparation is accept that things go wrong. What will I do when it does? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in that moment and and since then, when I think about, you know, using my energy wisely, it takes me back to observing how I'm holding my body. Yeah. So because quite often we can be on autopilot and we don't really notice how we're holding ourselves. Sure. So I think about that all the time now. And it impacts my mental health constantly, mm. how I sit, how I hold myself, yeah. because I used to be so tired all the time. And I convinced yeah, yeah. myself I was so tired and that carried through in my running. Mm-hmm. And then ch- the running helped me change that mindset, get me upright. And mm. I'm feeling stronger. I'm feeling happier. I'm no longer slouched. It just changed everything just with that idea of using my energy wisely because if I'm going to use my energy wisely while I'm running why wouldn't I do that all the time yes do it yeah absolutely yeah so so that's why you've helped change my whole life Gareth with those two little things that you said who knew who knew 
But it is the kind of, I mean, that's the kind of idea of the conversations I do have while we're out running in those groups mm. is I'm a great believer in planting seed. And sometimes when you build a relationship with your clients, it can be a bit tricky because they think they come to you looking for you to have all the solutions and all the nine times out of 10, they know what they need to be told. And it's almost the affirmation of what they, they're believing. There's a little bit of obviously sort of changing of tack in, in certain ways with their training and that kind of thing but getting the mindset right with, with people i'm not one to say you need to do this this and this will happen a equals b and so on but i'd like to plant c a lot of my clients and i have little re repet repetitive phrases have said to me that they were if they're in a race and they're just finishing the last mile it's like all i could hear was your voice yeah like yep my work is done here <laughs> and it's like say i think people see coaching as being taught where it's actually much more collaborative mm -hmm. and a lot of time it's actually helping people discover what is already there and sometimes what they already know and and just corralling it all a little bit mm, absolutely so, and i think so it makes me very happy because i do remember having that conversation with you i just um and then when you said about it being we've took part in that little race it all yeah all tied up Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, you, you've said something a moment ago that I think is really important for people to hear. And it's it doesn't just relate to running. It relates to life yeah. and it relates to this entire healing journey that I've been on. I call it a healing journey. People talk about having to work on yourself. I mean, that is what it is, but I like to phrase it differently. I'd rather go on a really fun healing journey. If, if I'm going to change myself, my mindset, my body, the outcomes of my life, I want to have fun <laughs> doing it. So that's Absolutely. why I call it a, a, a healing journey, because that sounds much more fun. But mm -hmm. fundamentally, I think that the key takeaway, you're not going to come with the answers to tell people what to do. They already know it's inside and you, yeah. you just have to uncover it, don't you? Well, it is, yeah, and it's getting people thinking um, about themselves a bit more, and, it, and sometimes in different ways, because the other aspect of dealing people with mental health uh, issues is that usually their their self esteem is quite low, mm. so it's giving them a sense of worth, because you you need people to be self critical to improve. If by nature that doesn't being self-critical doesn't mean being self-destructive you know I, I don't need my wife to confirm that I have 101 faults I'm no <laughs> not perfect but being aware of them and knowing yourself as a person I think is a big part of sort of improving and learning and what you were saying about your journey is I entirely agree with you I think a lot of people to me life is about just a series of experiences um emotions and learning about the human condition if you like but i have i'm aware that some people see it as almost like a, a box ticking exercise of things to achieve where i'm far more let's see where this this experience takes us and what do we there's quite an interesting phrase that's being bandied around in professional sport is we don't lose we learn which i think is a great attitude because obviously they are goal orientated they've not reached their goal but what have they learned in the bigger picture and is that a good thing and sometimes you know unfortunately bad experiences make you better people in the long run mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we're always learning always Absolutely. learning and always improving always growing yes yeah i think you need to stay true to yourself 
But yeah, if I was the same person at 18 as I am at 50, I'd be hugely disappointed in myself. Mm. So if anyone who's listening right now who has maybe tried running, but they Mm -hmm. were like me in the early days where it was a lot of start and stop, lack of consistency, lack of confidence. What, Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone in terms of, of how running can help with your mental health challenges? I think the biggest thing is just accept. And this, see, I'm a, I'm a great believer that we, we sometimes, in the idea of being positive, dress things up as, as they aren't. And you have to accept that there's, there's hard bits. It is hard when you first get running. And I'll always appreciate this, but it's not impossible. And especially the thing I always say with our guys who have, like I say, the MH issues, is that you know you're not immune to the the workings of biology your body will do exactly the same as everybody else's if you do the right things so although you may not feel confident in yourself there's a whole chemical system working in there whether you want it to or not which will will, will help you develop and then it's working on those positives enjoying the moment i think probably the biggest thing is to remember why you're doing it. If you're getting into, say, exercise because of all those brilliant benefits that it, it offers to your mental health, then very quickly, and I see it quite often, people veer off into performance goals and they want to do this and they want to do that then and they want to be faster than it is, which is fine, but don't lose sight of your original reason for doing it. Don't let it become yet another thing that you can be using to beat yourself up on. Have clear targets and goals because the phrase I've been using is disappointment is the area between uh, expectation and reality. So what that means is if you have a goal, then make it realistic. Be aggressive with it if you want. Go after it at 100 miles an hour, but it needs to be realistic because you just set yourself up for a fall. But most of all, just enjoy what you're doing. Let the, let the good things from exercise come to you. Don't go hunting it down. And and the other thing I'm really always trying to emphasize is that it's never a quick fix. You will feel better in the short term. You will have those bursts of serotonin and all the other chemicals flowing around you will make you feel grand. But it's not life-changing overnight. I think some people hope this is, because there's been a lot of talk about this, people are seeing it as the, the next best thing to come along and, and be the, the thing that puts things right. And it, and it will, but it'll only be part of it. This- Absolutely. I can relate to that so much. I have, I shared a photo a couple of weeks ago. It was a photo of me running in 2018. I did not look good. I did not look like I was enjoying myself at all. <laughs> and then compared side by side with another photo of me just taken a couple of weeks ago, doing a sunrise run in the park with the sunrise behind me, you know, my body is completely different in yep. shape, mm-hmm. but the biggest, the thing that I love the most about that photo is the look on my face. Yeah. I've got my I've arms wide open, you know, and, and that two different energies, huh? It's just completely two different energies. And, and it's, it's, it's the belief in myself on the inside and you know that's why I'm glowing because that's the thing is although it's the outside view it's very much 
the billboard poster of what's going on inside, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I call yeah. it that feeling on the inside. That's why I run is for that mm. feeling on the inside. But it's yeah. taken me since 2018 to gain that feeling. And so now, you know, I can put my arms wide open like that and feel yeah. that instantly anywhere. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. It doesn't have to be running. I get that feeling and that's all come from running, but it's taken oh, yeah. me a few years. Yeah. Not quick fix. <laughs> there's no quick fix. And also because the thing about it is, is it's the same as anything. If you're trying a new skill and it's physically demanding, it's, it's not the most pleasurable experience. There are moments where you, you're going to feel tired, but again, tiredness is, is the reward for your efforts, isn't it? That's, that's the way to look at it. You know, it's easy to go, I'm just tired after my runs. It's like, I wanted to push myself hard today and I'm tired. So therefore I must have, so I've achieved my goal. There's two different ways of looking at that. Absolutely. Well, what I like to do on these calls, Gareth, is I always end with gratitude. And, you know, I'm extremely grateful that we're here having this conversation today. And I'm even more grateful that we had that conversation way back when. And you shared those things with me because it really has impacted how I've stuck with running and, and, and it's just spilled into the rest of my life. So I'm extremely grateful for that. What's something that you're grateful for? I found my 20s and 30s really difficult. And then life has kind of got a lot easier and a lot better in the last, last few years. It's been amazing. I'm really grateful for those hard years. I, I'm always saying, if you like the person you are, and you like where you are, then everything that's happened to you has contributed to that. We, we post experiences in the good and bad, positive and negative columns. Well, I don't think they do. I just think they contribute to the whole. So at the moment, I'm in a, I'm in a place where I'm really thankful for what I've got around me, but also what, what brought me here. Because the things I have now, would I have appreciated them as much as I do without the experiences I've had? And I mean, that's the way I look at life in general. I don't write off things as good as bad. They just, they just are what has been and what have I learned from them. And then if I'm not learning from them, that's a negative. But, you know, so in general, I'm actually really, really happy. I don't need a lot of things around me. It's very much the emotional. So mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got all that. And so, yeah, I'm really grateful for that. Oh, that's absolutely wonderful. There's and I know for a fact that if my wife hears this, she'll take all of the uh, <laughs> all of the kudos for that. I'll tag Ruth in. Yeah, I'll let her know. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, I'm in a. And this is where your experience is. I'm in a position where not only do I appreciate what I have, but I'm in a position where I can look around and be positive about it and open about it and say those kind of things. Um, and that's the biggest thing I've learned is that actually if you open yourself up and, and you're putting stuff out like the conversations we had, it comes back. Yeah. Having zipped around wherever we've influenced between the two of us. Wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. Putting it all out there. That's a wonderful note to end on. And I always, you know, suggest that if if anyone listening can take away one thing from this conversation, I would say that putting it all out there, 
opening up is incredibly important to your healing and how running has made that easier for me. You know, the other thing that you said is that people have the answers inside themselves. They, they just need to trust that they're there and become more aware of themselves. And I think running helps with that and helps create that positive mindset. Yeah. So many things. There's not just one thing. So I guess the one thing is get your trainers on and go for a run <laughs> and just see how it feels. Take it all in. Mm-hmm. And do the thing that makes you happy. Not whatever. It's a very in- internal experience, not an external. Stop selling to other people. Just sell to yourself. Absolutely. That's absolutely wonderful. Well, thank you very much for joining us here today, Gareth. For those of you listening, do that one thing. And you can also join the Blossom community and share your experience there. Because when you do things together, it's easier together. And we'll be there cheering for you. So share your experiences when you lace up and and you go for that run and tell us how it feels on the inside. And you never know, keep running and you might start smiling again a lot more often. (laughs) Thank you, Gareth. No, thank you. This has been Smiling Again, hosted by me, Kim Moore. Let's walk this journey together, one thing at a time, taking small steps little actions every day which can help you let go and start smiling again don't forget subscribe on your favorite podcast platform including spotify google podcasts and apple podcasts see you next week